Welcome to Thrive Deeper, the show based on the Thrive Bible Reading Guides. This is an ongoing conversation about God's Word with Thrive author, Dr. Matthew Jacoby. Stuart, we have got you out of the back office. <laughs> Not that you have an office. <laughs> That's right. No, I don't and uh, you're on the platform. You're in front of the microphone. Yeah. But Are unusual. you feeling all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling all right. But unusual <laughs> for me. I'm usually on the other side of the microphone. So. Uh, it's good to have you in front. Of, you and I have spent hours in cars and offices and uh, yeah. talking about good stuff. But we're going to be talking about some really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, we we want to say a massive thanks, uh, of course, to DJ. Uh, who finished up at the end uh, of the year. We took a bit of a break, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And uh, sort of thinking through, uh, and we were just so grateful uh, for uh, how many years? Four uh, years. Four, four years. years uh, DJ on, uh, the team. Yeah. on having DJ uh, doing his thing, and, and we're just really grateful for that. Did such a great job. Um, as we move forwards, um, one of the things that I've wanted to do, Stu, is uh, I guess refine... Uh, understand, I guess, the role of this podcast, and and just refine that a little bit. Um, one of the one of the areas I think of um, that that is so important when we read the Bible, the, the area that's so important to grasp, and I think sometimes we often miss because we get so drawn into the details, we miss really the meaning of the stories. As and and what I mean by meaning, I'm going to get philosophical here. For a moment, but not for long, I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I mean by that is, is I guess the role of that story, like why is that story there? You know, mm. they've got mm. limited, limited space. Uh, they're, they're not just putting things in there. It's This isn't Wikipedia. Mm. Uh, uh, it's not a Wikipedia article on ancient Israel. Yeah. It, it is, this is actual prophecy. Mm. And I think uh, that's an important uh, thing to remember as you read through these stories, that they're not just, uh, it's not history in the modern sense, just recording stuff that happened yes. uh, for its own sake. It's actually prophecy and, and it's reco- every story is there to say something yes. uh, important. Yeah, that's right. So I guess what I, what I want to grasp uh, and, and help our listeners to grasp is the meaning of those stories and their role. Uh, the, the the way that the the role of the stories, uh, I guess, is evident in, in the text. This look, this for me is is really the most important level at which we understand uh, understand the Bible. Um, so today, what are we covering today, Stu? We're, we're going to kick off from Second uh, Samuel. Uh, right, we're going right to go at the beginning, and and because we've had a little break, uh, we're going to um, we're going to cover the whole book. Yeah, yeah. We, we're going to pretty much cover the whole book, and I'm yep. and that sounds. Uh, that sounds ambitious because one of the other things that we want to do, as well as being s- selective and, and a bit more bird's eye, mm-hmm. uh, is that we, we also want to try uh, shortening this uh, a little bit. Yes. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see, <laughs> see how, how we, we go, go with that. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how we go with yeah, that. Some of these have been well over an hour and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Time, anyway, so. we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. Yeah, um, but uh, so Second Samuel, of course, is the continuation of the life of David. Yes. Um, uh, we, we talk through first, I talk through uh First Samuel uh, with DJ. Um, Second Samuel, of course, uh, begins with 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 the death of Saul. Saul has died at the end of First Samuel, and then you've got this fairly messy kind of narrative leading up to the coronation of David. And there's this classic moment that I want to point to in the middle. I don't know uh, if you, it, as you read through this, Stu, if you um, 
wondered about this, but you know that story where they where the two armies meet and they go down into this, you know, they come to this area and they pick 12 men. And, and by the two armies, I mean, because the, you've still got a divider. You've got David and Judah. Yes. Yep. And then you've got Saul's, okay. those loyal to Saul. So sort of the tribe of Benjamin. And roughly speaking, it's like the southern tribe, like Judah and the tribes of Israel, mm. this is this is really the beginning of that division. division yeah. And we're going to see that division coming out uh, after the time of Solomon. That that it's like a uh, how would you say it's almost like a scar that that is kind of healed, but it's it, it becomes a weak point. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It tears again. That's right. And and it's going to tear again in the time of Solomon. So you see this kind of here in these these early days where you got these you got the you know David and Judah and you've got the you know the uh, you know the Benjamites and there's that classic story where they they meet together and they go down and, and twelve men from each and they go into the pit and they just kill each other. <laughs> what, yep. Did you did you yeah, find yeah, that extraordinary? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's like uh, and the point. Yeah. What do you think the point of that is? Yeah, uh, could you guess? No, you tell me. Yeah. I, one of the things that jumped at, because of course David is is significant, uh, being the one who really unites the That's tribes. Right. Yeah. This is the, um, you know, tribes united under one king. Ezekiel actually brings up this uh, theme in uh, Ezekiel uh, thirty-seven, uh, where he talks about, uh, or is it end of thirty-six? I think it could be. Uh, I think it's Ezekiel thirty-seven. Uh, where he talks about the the stick that's been broken in half and rejoining the stick, yeah. and he's talking about the two halves of Israel, and he talks about the Messiah uh, that David, my servant, will will unite them. You know, yes. so so there is this. Uh, so David is is idealized in a sense in the text here as this uh, messianic figure who unites God's people. Mm. Uh, God's people are united under this figure, and yes. and so. In a sense, the text emphasizes the pointlessness of the division. Yes. What happens when we're divided? I mean, you think about this in terms of the church. Yeah. Yep. What what happens when we're divided? A little bit what happens when those 12 men from each went down into the pit and they just stabbed each other and and no one won. No one wins. Exactly. Yeah. In fact... Everyone loses. Yeah, everyone loses. Yeah. So the whole, you know, the whole uh, of, of God's people loses by there being division yeah. uh, in the midst. Mm. And so, so I think that that story is saying something loudly about that. That this this division isn't going to go anywhere good. Mm. Sometimes, you know, in and, and as we see as the story goes on, you do get that division. And you know, God works through things like it's a bit like church history, isn't it? I mean, yes. you get, you know, you, you, you've had divisions in church history, but yes. it's like in the grace of God, God works through, God works through those powerfully, in yeah. fact, yeah, that's right. uh, works through those. And I think that's true through the whole, as we read through the, the narrative of David, really, you can see the same thing happening yeah. where God, regardless of man's disobedience exactly. or sin, God yeah. continues to work through his purposes. And exactly. It's in fact, it's a major, it's mm. a major theme. Mm. And Paul, of course, picks up this theme. That even through the unfaithfulness of people, God, however, remains faithful. That's right. And his perfect purpose yeah. uh, is brought about. Now, um, so so you have this. So, so that really is that first period leading up to the um, very, that sort of very messy story. As you're reading that, just think, 
this is this is the problem with division. Yeah. You know? And the beauty of David being uh, enthroned as king over all Israel is that they, you know, they are united uh, under a man who represents the heart of worship and the heart for God, and that is the thing that's going to unite uh, unite this people. Mm-hmm. So one of um, one of the first things that uh, David uh, does, of course, he uh, conquers Jerusalem. Yes, and we have the story, very important story in Second uh, Samuel chapter six. And it's also in Second uh, uh, Chronicles. Am I? Yes, yeah, Second yep. Chronicles. Uh, sorry, no, no, uh, First, First Chronicles. Chronicles. <laughs> so I'm mixed up here. Yep. First Chronicles thirteen and fifteen mm. uh, actually records this story. Um, uh, sort of a parallel version of the story. Now, I want to say something about this, Jew, because um, we have two versions now. At this point, we're dealing with two versions of the life of David. Yes. The version in Chronicles and the version uh, in Samuel. Okay. Now, the uh, Chronicles was written after the time of the exile. Mm. The books of Samuel are written probably during the time of the exile. And the main question that's being kind of answered there is how did we get here because what happens is and and if for for those that don't know the story uh as as time goes on and this is hundreds of years later so david we're around 1000 bc uh about 400 years later um the the jewish people are exiled there's actually uh it's it's a bit more complicated than that because under the assyrians the northern tribes are taken away Mm. in 722 bc and then uh, in uh, in around 600, then the Babylonians come in and they take the remnant of yes. God's people in the land, yep. in Jerusalem, they destroy Jerusalem, they take them into exile. Mm. And they never would have imagined that such a thing could have happened. Like, mm. How, mm. How did hang this on, happen? Yep. this is not part of the, this yeah, is, yeah. you know, like God allowed his, you know, the in, invulnerable city of Jerusalem, the city of God, the temple of God, it's been destroyed. How could this possibly happen? Yes. These stories are really written uh, during, after that time, when they're revisiting the scriptures, they're revisiting the prophecies, they have taken the records with them, and, and the prophets in their midst, like Ezekiel, yes. uh, are in a sense answered. And we don't know exactly who wrote this. Yes. Uh, we know that a lot of it's based on written records, but it's essentially answering that question. I was going to say, it answers yeah, the that's question, right. how we got here. That's right. How do yep. we get here? Chronicles is written after the time of the exile, when it's all about restoration. Right. It's the restoration. So so the key questions in Chronicles, so different, see there's different questions. Mm. Uh, the, the, the question for the exiles, uh, and really it's the books actually right from Joshua pretty much through to the end of Second Kings. They're the books that take their final form during the time of exile. Mm. Book of Chronicles is... Uh, as asking the question, what what does restoration look like? What do we need to? What are the key things uh, involved in restoration? Right. Um, so they're going to be interested in, and one of the key things that they're going to be interested in is the rebuilding of the temple, right, and the establishment of the temple. Yeah. So in the uh, so so when it comes to bringing the ark up. You know, David, of course, is is the one who uh, has it in his heart to build a temple for the Lord. Yes, he establishes the city of Jerusalem, and and we have this story of him bringing up uh, bringing up the ark. Uh, Chronicles gives us more detail, so let me talk about uh, a little bit about that. Um, 
Actually, Stu, when you when you read this, mm. was there anything here that jumped out to you or that you found a bit of a struggle? <laughs> Which part of this? <laughs> there were lots. <laughs> yeah, this, this particular part. Yeah, well, because of course there's the there's the story of that that first attempt. Yes, and this yep. is given. We, we're given more detail about this in in Chronicles, uh, in Chronicles First Chronicles thirteen. Uh, Uzziah. Mm. How did you feel about Uzziah? Yeah, well, the guy uh, that reaches exactly out, right. touches, touches the, the ark because it's it, going to fall off the cart, and yeah, he dies because yeah, he touches right. the ark. Yeah, it felt it felt harsh, didn't it? You it know, feels, of course, it feels really harsh. harsh. Now, when when you come across something like that, that's a really good time because if it feels like that, there's probably a really important point to yeah, it. Yeah, right. You know, yep. um, and there is a really important point. Uh, to that story. Okay. Now, one of the things that goes wrong there is that they're putting the ark on a cart. Right. Do you remember when that had last happened just previous to this? Do you remember someone else that put the ark on a cart? No. Okay. Remind me. The the Philistines. Yes. Yeah. When they remember the Philistines yes. when they and 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 that all those plagues came on yes, uh, came on their their yep. cities. Yeah. And what did they do? They yeah. sent the ark off on oh, the back of a cart. Yeah, um, that was their that was their kind of solution. All right, Let's that, get and, rid of this. and so, mm. so in a sense, um, what in order to bring the ark up? Uh, now the the rule was, and this is the important bit: it had to be carried. Carry. This is yeah. in the uh, you know this is stated in uh, in in Exodus Leviticus when the when the ark is moved, it has to be carried on the shoulders of the Levites. Mm. Now, those laws were never just about God being pedantic and wanting things the way that He wanting the, the way that he, he wanted them. the The purpose of that is to symbolize something. You know that everything around the temple, everything that was done, the way that it was done, was like three dimensional theology, demonstrated right. theology. Right. And so, if you changed a bit, that was like completely. It's like well, it's like false teaching. It was like yes. f- became false prophecy in a sense, you right. know. So it. it was really yeah. serious to yeah, not yeah. do something the way that it was prescribed. It's like ah, uh, you know, maybe we'll um, you know, we'll construct the tabernacle a bit differently this time. No, 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 don't do that. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Or, or maybe we'll do this, you know. And of course, uh, the famous story in Le- Leviticus of Na- uh, Leviticus chapter ten, I think it is Nadab and Abihu. Uh, the sons of Aaron who decide, oh, we're going to do things a bit differently today. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. And uh, they offered some other, we, we're not told exactly, strange fire. Mm. And they, you know, uh, and they do some other ceremony and and they they die. Mm. And you have the same reaction at that point. Yes. Man, this seems so harsh. Yeah. Uh, but it's harsh because of the level of responsibility yeah. on, on the Levites. Yeah. And I guess from God's point of view, Partial obedience is actually disobedience. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. there's no kind of do it half the way it should be done. Yeah, that's half right. Half the way it should be yeah. done. It has to be done. And it's even even like with Nadab and Abihu, I mean, they were actually doing something that changed, you know, that changed the key symbolism yes. uh, involved in the in, in the tabernacle. Mm. And these are the these are the Levites. These mm. are the guys that are responsible for the instruction of God's people. Now this the whole yeah right you know on the on their shoulders 
you know, metaphorically in, in a number of different senses, rested the responsibility, I mean, this is a big statement, really for the salvation of the world. Because God was starting with them, He was going to illustrate something this is in the example, them. Yeah, right. right. You yeah. are you are going to exemplify something, mm. and so the it's it's the level of responsibility. So when you know when we see Nadab and Abihu being um, being struck down by God, uh, what you're seeing there is, and and our our you know our response is ah oh, that seems harsh, but it only you know it only seems harsh I think if we allow the level of responsibility to be eclipsed. You know, if we forget about that, the the high, high level of responsibility. So a reaction should be, man, God struck them down. So their responsibility must have been really great. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so in a sense, we're assuming that if God did it, there must be a really good reason. reason. And they must have been, they must have done something really seriously wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with, it's exactly the same with Uzziah. Uh, Now, it's amazing actually that more of the Levites unstruck down Mm. during this time because one of the key things, as I said, about the ark was to be carried on the shoulders. Yes. Not on a cart. And they're looking like, oh, let's just do it like the Philistines did it. That is exactly the kind of stuff that God's saying, no, don't do, don't, you know, don't carry your gods on the back of carts or on the back of bulls because, um, uh, in in at this time, uh, the god Baal was famously depicted uh, riding on the backs of bulls, bullocks. Right. Yes. So they've got, yeah, you know, they've got the symbol of the presence of God yeah. being drawn along by bullocks like Baal, and it just looks like another god. Yeah, it's like you have reduced me to being uh, a- another god. And then, mm. of course, what, you know, when it stumbles and uh, and Uzziah touches the ark and he's struck down, it's not just for. Oh, but he was just trying to stop the ark from falling mm. uh, off the cart. No, no, it never should have been, been on a cart. cart it should place. have been on their shoulders, yes. you know. Yeah. And even the symbolism of the presence of God being carried on the shoulders of people mm. wow. was yeah. enormously important. That was prophetic, actually, mm. Mm. about the new covenant era when the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, would be born, not in a structure, mm. uh, not in animal idols, mm. you know, not in idols, but in yeah, God's people, because mm. we, of course, are we are in a sense all, uh, you know, we're all we're a kingdom of priests, as yes, Peter says, that's right. uh, and so we're all Levites. That's why this is so important, you know, that they they didn't get this, and so uh, you know Uzziah as as being probably the one that's leading the you know the procession here. Yes, uh, he is. It's amazing that more people uh, didn't uh, get uh, in a sense aren't mm. struck down. Mm. God is showing His holiness mm. here, mm. so it's the level of responsibility. That's what's going on yeah, uh, right. in, in in that story. Mm. And of course, then the, the you know David comes back again and he does it right the next time. Yes. And um, and of course, in the post-exilic period, they're saying, guys, let's do this right. right. Let's yeah. do it right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's make sure that we're embodying the message that God wants to get out to the nations. Yeah, so, so great. important. Yeah. Very um, uh, in the next chapter, um, we have God's covenant with David. Yes. Stuart amazes me uh, that a, a lot of people read over this. Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. Uh, this is incredibly important moment. Yeah. There this, are, this this is what actually helps you understand the whole story of the Bible. Really, is this yeah, absolutely exactly this promise here? It's it's the this is the promise that's going to well, it's going to help you understand the rest of Kings, yes, Book of Kings and Chronicles for mm. that for that matter. 
it's the promise that is going to help you understand Jesus. That's right. yep. <laughs> like in you know, what does it mean for Jesus to be the Messiah? There are certain points in the Bible where God says something, makes a promise, and then everything changes from everything from that point on. Yes, is the is somehow the outworking uh, of that. And this uh, is of one that. of those points. Yeah, for and sure. That, that's Absolutely. one of these points. Yeah. And of course, this builds on everything else. It's not to the. It's not like oh, this now. No, this is this is. I guess part of that unfolding promise and purpose of God. Mm. Uh, so now, uh, you know, now we're going. So he's setting up the family of David as being like the, you know, the trunk of the tree, yes. uh, so to speak. Yep. Um, you know, David's because um, the the people of God have always gathered around one key figure, mm. and that one, key, mm. you know, so there was Abraham, the yes. family of Abraham. And this points back to Abraham as well, in a sense. Yeah, the yeah, promise that's right. Made to Abraham. And yeah, the, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then the, you know the people of Moses, yes. and then uh, and and so the king. Now this is the next big stage. Mm. So the king is to become that trunk, you know, mm. and it's not just the king, but a kingly dynasty. So God is saying, uh, I'm always going to unite my. Uh, my plan is to unite my people, people. under okay. this sort of king. Now, this yeah. is the important bit. It's it's a king who is uh, unlike any other king in the ancient uh, ancient world, who yeah. really embodies the purpose of God, who mm. is uh, obedient, uh, faithful, um, who, in a sense, is kind of Adam. Mm. You know, is mm. like a yep. a sort of what Adam should have been. Yes, faithful. Yep. Now, of course. David isn't going to fulfill, as we're going to see, David mm. is not going to fulfill this perfectly. He's, he, he is idealized in some sense. The, the one, of course, who fulfills this perfectly is, is Jesus. Jesus uh, uh, so he is the ultimate king under whom God's people are united and who embodies the very truth of God and who is the, the, the new Adam, you know, mm. in, in mm. that sense. Uh, but this is, but, but this dynasty is going, you know, God is going to commit himself to this dynasty mm. and to all of those under the kingship of these kings. Yes. You know what I mean? So so what these kings do is going to have re- repercussions now for everyone else. Yes. Now, I mean, we saw that with Abraham. God, you know, Abraham's faith uh, flows on to all generations of children yes. of Abraham, right? Yes. So they are blessed, yes. right? We're gonna, it's the same thing. It's yes, any, everyone under the kingship of David, and you think about this in messianic terms, mm. everyone, if you come under the umbrella of David's kingship, you are a beneficiary of yes. this promise to, uh, of God's blessing yes. to and through David. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's what that's what happens uh, from uh, from that point on. Uh, where will we go next? I'm trying to. Uh, well, probably we're, we're going to move on. I mean, everything's going great for David at this point in time. Yep. He's had the promise, uh, yeah. You know, uh, and in the midst of all of this amazing blessing, yeah, David. It's a sad story, isn't it? Yeah, sure. There's a sad story coming up. I think uh, a lot of Alice's will know the story. Of course, this is the story uh, of of David uh, having been set up as king. Mm. Uh, We have this terrible abuse of power where he uh, basically seconds the wife uh, of another man. She has no uh, say in it, really. Mm. Um, uh, And it's it's the wife of one of his loyal, loyal generals. Yes. uh, you know Uriah the yeah. Hittite, yeah. who in, through this story actually shows, and one of the things we get this contrast narrative. It's interesting that this comes because I pointed this out. Mm. There's you often in the biblical story have contrasts. You know, you, you, it's sort of what not to do contrasted with what you should do. And so David and Saul yeah, uh, are right. often contrasted. Yes, that's right. 
it's interesting here you get another contrast you get mm. the contrast thinking ah oh, oh no mm. now david is the bad guy and uriah who's not even a israel he's a hittite that's right that's come under this umbrella remember i said come under the umbrella uh, so think about the significance of that. He's yes. actually entrusted himself to David. to David as this godly king. That's right. Saying, I will follow you to the death, yeah, basically. He, and he's showing incredible integrity. And in he's the whole showing process. incredible integrity and through the whole process. To David as king. Yeah. Yep. And yet to cover up, mm. uh, because of course Bathsheba becomes pregnant, mm. uh, to, you know, to um, cover that up, David has um, Uriah sent to a dangerous, you know, has Joab put him in a part of the battle there laying siege to a city mm. at the time the armies are off. Sieges took a long time. Probably put Uriah at a very part, probably near the near the city wall that yes. they were laying siege to, yeah. where he would uh, just get, um, you know, uh, just decimated yeah, quite right. easily. And, it's not, and, and look, it's not even him. Mm. It's because, of course, he didn't go there alone. We, that's right. I mean, There's it's easy to, to miss this part, but other soldiers lose their lives. That's right. In this, you know, uh, in this, I guess, um, scheme to yeah, kind the of, scheme cover of David, up. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. cover to and, cover this, this up. And even more the point, David tries to work it another way first by bringing Uriah yeah. home and yeah. trying to cover it that way, and that doesn't work. And Uriah, even through that, is really faithful and saying, no, I'm, I'm not going to go home. Yeah. My, my fellow soldiers, so there's this whole sense of, you know, perhaps judgment coming on David from his yeah. own behavior. Yeah, from exactly. Watching Uriah and seeing yeah. Uriah's yep. integrity in this. Yeah, and, exactly. And so then he has to go to another level of, you know, layer of layer over layer to, yeah. to cover the sin, you know. To and, cover his sin. Yeah, that's right. What, what, what an irony. Mm. Mm. You know, God had provided a way for exactly. our sins to be covered. That begins with repentance. Mm. If yeah. you, I'll, I'll forgive you. Yeah. But you need to re- be repent. It's no, but here you see David trying to cover his own sin. Yeah. The interesting thing about this story, uh, uh, is, is its relevance to Israel in exile to mm. the Jewish people in exile mm. at, mm. at that time when they. Because the interesting thing is, this story isn't recorded in Chronicles. In Chronicles. No, that's right. You don't get this story in Chronicles. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a different question that they're asking. For, for, for the writer of Chronicles, let's call him the Chronicler, uh, he, he has a much more idealized version of, uh, of David. Mm. David is the example of godliness. Mm. And probably looking forward into yeah. what does this mean for us in the future, whereas this is this part of yeah. it, where it's written in, is like, how did we get here? It's looking backwards yeah. to kind where of Where did go, things go wrong? Where did things go wrong? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, because it's very unusual mm. in records royal records mm. <laughs> they never included this stuff no they never they always included the wonderful the things that the kings exactly. did you know yeah. this is in, this is incredibly countercultural mm. uh mm. this story that it's it, that it's included here and the fact that it's included says something yeah that's right and and yeah. and that of course cuz we're not just talking about a, a royal record here uh we're talking about uh, prophecy. Mm. This is saying something. Yes, that's right. Uh, to these people. Well, there's something that in because you know David has this prophetic significance now. So his life is going to say something, mm. uh, and, and 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 unfortunately, it's going to say something. It's going to re- say something about what happens when God blesses and blesses. And this is human nature. Yes, God blesses and blesses and blesses. We see this in mm. Israel. Mm. This was the reason for the exile. Mm. God blessed and blessed and blessed his people. What did they do? They mm. abused the, the, the blessing, blessing in a sense yeah. and, and turned it against and became self-subsistent. They mm. became arrogant. Mm. Uh, and, and 
the tragic irony is, is that often it's often when we're blessed. Mm. That's when you need to watch out. It's yeah. not when things are going badly. That's right. That's right. The, the greatest trials in some sense, the real trial of faith is when things are going well, yeah. when God's blessing you, when, when you have great success. You know, does it go to your head? Does it? Because mm. this is what happens in, in ancient mm. uh, in ancient news. This is answering their question. Mm. Where did things go wrong? Mm. Like, because they, right up to the end, the interesting thing is right up to the end, they just thought that they were. They thought they were fine, and they were done. Yeah, this hard, is what this is. What, this yeah. is their. They, they exactly. They thought they were hard done by. Mm. This is their resistance to poor old prophet Jeremiah, who's trying to tell them you you're going really wrong. They're like, no, no, yeah, we're going exactly. great. Yeah. We're God's people. We're doing great. What you see in David is exactly this, because of course, um. Nathan the prophet comes yes. and tells him this story about a rich man and a poor man, about how the rich man takes this beloved ewe lamb off the poor man, right? Yeah. And David's listening to this story mm. and saying, and, yeah. getting really angry. Oh, that's terrible. You know, yeah, not exactly. actually. He so he's not actually dots. hearing. Yeah. This is exactly what had been the case. God had sent mm. the pro- so many prophets, and mm. we have the writings of those prophets that's in the right. Bible, yeah. to convict them of their sins. I mean, mm-hmm. Jeremiah laments. You know that they didn't. They didn't respond mm. to to the prophets. Mm. You know, um, they rather they chose false prophets that told them what they wanted to hear. That's right. Yeah. Um, and and, and you they know, found themselves in exile. Yeah, and they yeah. found themselves in exile, wondering what what how did, ha- what, yeah. how did uh, well, it's amazing actually mm. how prophetic this story actually is. You know mm. this this parable of Nathan, how David just doesn't hear that, and that famous moment where Nathan says, "But you are the man, David." Yes. And and what and this is this is something that that the writer of Second uh, Samuel that he does want to see modelled in David, and that is David's response. Yes. Yeah. Okay, David. At, David didn't get it, just like the Israelites for so long didn't get it. Yeah. But okay, but I'm giving you a chance now. Right? Yeah, that's right. You know, you are the man. This is what Ezekiel was when Ezekiel was speaking to them in exile. Yeah. You have you've got it wrong. Yeah. And David owns it straight away. And he owns it straight away. Yeah. But of course, Damage is done. there's, there's mm. going to be consequences. And this yeah. is where the Nathan, the prophet says, mm. okay, I've forgiven you, mm. but there are consequences and there's going to be a sword in your house. Yeah. And uh, David, and of course, this is, the, this is the case, of course, with the exiles. Mm. You're, in a, mm. you're in exile. And, yes. and actually during the time of, of the exile, they, they actually experienced uh, quite a remarkable revival. Yes, and yeah. um, uh, and uh, but they still, but the exile was. In Jeremiah stuff. said seventy years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're going to see that seventy years out. It's not going to be short, right? And 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 so they were in exile for seventy years. So they mm-hmm. they, they there were consequences. Mm-hmm. They were forgiven. Mm. That was the message. The consistent. I've forgiven you. Yes. Isaiah told them beforehand. Yeah. I, you know, speak to the exiles. Tell them they're forgiven. Yes, uh, but there are consequences. But there are con- exactly. <laughs> you know? right. So, and we uh, see so, that in David's life. Yeah, don't we, as we absolutely. We see yeah. that. So the whole, the whole story about um, about Absalom mm. uh, is really the con- it's the sword in the house. Yes, because Absalom, you know, uh, Amnon, the son of David, rapes Tamnar, Tamar. Yep. Uh, Tamar. Yep. Um, David. I mean, this is a bit like his, he doesn't, I think he feels like he can't really judge his own no, son exactly for something right. that he, you know, so he, in a sense, he's weakened in this sense. Yeah. So it's kind of just left yes. undealt with, you know, yes. 
so there's a sort of a natural consequence to this. This isn't God causing this to happen. That's right. And and of course, then uh, Absalom becomes uh, resentful of his father. He he takes it into his own hands. He takes kills Amnon. Yep. There's the sword. Uh, mm. He rises up against. He says, "Well, well, it's useless. You know, David's useless now. He can't. He's not willing to judge. Yeah, you know, that's right. Uh, I'll so, be the judge. So I'll be the judge. And yeah. you have this terrible instance where David goes in exile mm. again. Again. And this time though, he is. Not an innocent man, whereas yeah, yeah, that's right. Previously, yeah, so he's, he was the innocent. That's right. So David is is in is in exile. I mean, previously when he was fleeing from Saul, of course, yeah, he was yeah, innocent. Yeah. But this is this is David's exile. So mm. this is what a message mm. for the for the Jewish exiles. You know, if you feel what a message to anyone, in fact, if you feel like you're far away from God, and you know, it's like no, God still got you. But but just think about is is uh, are there. Are there choices or is there been a pattern here that's led me that's to this got place? Me here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. God's grace covers you. Yes. Uh, but uh, but this is this is the message here to the exiles uh, that there's something here to own up to. Yes. There's something here to see. Mm. There are consequences here. Mm. What are you going to do differently next time? Mm. Uh, and and so and so, God will still redeem His purposes even in spite of those consequences. Yeah, that's know, right. That's the point. Absolutely. God will continue to work through. And that is powerfully, powerfully demonstrated through the fact that of all David's sons. That's right. Who does God, who does God choose to continue that Davidic promise in 2 Samuel chapter 7? Son of Bathsheba. Yep. Son of Bathsheba. The fourth one, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, to me, that is yes. amazing. Yes. That is the son chosen by God to take things forward yes. out of all of those that is a story of grace like okay yes. this never should have happened but i'm going to turn that into, into my perfect purpose that's right that's yeah. an amazing he can redeem all amazing things. story exactly right. so that's how this comes you know david has this harrowing experience of exile but all the way he's responding you know he's he's uh and you see god's blessing to him throughout mm. this mm. it's a uh, it's a remarkable story. Yeah. And, and and I think it, it also demonstrates that God's not looking for perfect people. You know, yeah. no, no one's perfect here. Yeah. But if we're willing to own our mistakes and our sins yeah. and, 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 and repent of those things and, and seek God's forgiveness, he'll continue to use us yeah. Through, uh, yeah. to achieve his purposes. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. And so really the, uh, the, the, there's, it's a little, it's, it, it's a little messy even after Absalom's rebellion because then you have the you have another uh, yeah. uh, the rebellion um, uh, that sort of continues a bit after you have another leader that rises up and mm. and and but that gets put down fairly quickly yes um, yeah. and and then David is established and and then you know he sets about with plans for the temple Solomon's yes. going to build a temple yes. uh, and and chronicles really emphasizes that it's David's the one that planned it David's the one that got the materials because he's it's it was in his heart to do that so that you know uh, that's really the last section of David's life after this harrowing experience yes yeah he he is he's the he's the temple builder yes. really yeah you know yeah there are some stories uh, the the from twenty, from Second Samuel twenty-one, there are a number of stories that are about tying up loose ends. Yes, yep. um, uh, the, not necessarily in chronological order. I no, they're, no, they're, they're, they're probably things that happened actually yep. through the first uh, half. Yeah, through that. Uh, period. How are we going yep. for time? By the way, yeah, we're probably at the point of needing to wrap up. Okay, soon. yeah. So, so they are. They're stories that are sort of wrapping up loose ends, things that remained undone. Mm. Uh, you know, they're, they're um, they are. Um, 
you know, so so the the story about the Gibeonites, yes. uh, you know, the that shows the importance of uh, of of oaths, really. You know, and and this is it's a really important thing. You know, that that Israel had made an oath to the Gibeonites. Saul had broken that oath, yes, and so they get, in a sense, they get to, you, you know, Israel justice. is sort of given over to them in that sense. Yes. You know, so they get to set the terms. God yes. d- didn't demand. Uh, the death of Saul's mm. uh, sons mm. uh, as atonement for that's not what that was what they do. in a sense they're given over to that it's like um, you know it's it shows the importance actually of of covenant faithfulness yes yeah and that's very important because yes. God is co- is faithful to his covenant then you've got the story about the plague um, yeah. Uh, you know, David counts his fighting men. I mean, isn't yes. this, you know, uh, and, and that again, probably from earlier, uh, but it's placed in, in that last section. It's almost like lessons for the future. It's like your strength is not in, in the size of your army. Don't trust in that. Yes. That's the beginning of, of things That's going right. downhill very right. quickly. It's almost asking, can I, can I trust God in this or do I need yeah. to check how many men I've got to, that's, you know, that's right. Exactly right. And so, so it's interesting with those stories because where there is, where, where the, what led again to the exile going to that, you know, they, they broke covenant with God, mm. you know, and so they were given over to the nations. Yes. It's like the, in the Gibeonite deception. Uh, they, they trusted in their own military strength. Yes. And so, in a sense, the play, in the 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 the, the, um, the angel of death, you know, uh, came That's upon right. them. Yeah. Also, I should say too, that story uh, identifies the temple site, the yes. the uh, threshing floor, floor. around the Jebusite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that actually becomes where that's where the altar of the temple yes. uh, is put, so which that, is where Abraham also went to sacrifice. Yeah, Isaac. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So so that that and site, that's now where the Temple Mount. Yeah, that's where the Temple Mount in is in is in Jerusalem right now. Mm. So in a sense, it stopped the plague. Mm. You know, when 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 he offered there, and of course the temple's going to built there, mm. going to be built there. Mm. So the symbolism around that is important yeah, yeah. Uh, because that was that was where he offered that sacrifice that stopped the plague. Well. The sacrifices offered in the temple are going to be the thing that uh, that lifts the curse of God's people and, yes. and bring blessing, yeah. wow. and all of that uh, w- w- is going to lead us into uh, the life of Solomon, which we're going to cover right. in the next, next episode. In, in the next episode, yeah. fantastic! So, it's uh, you know, I guess a summary is we can take things into our own hands, can't we? And, yeah. Uh, or we can we can do it God's way and seek God's guidance on everything. And when Absolutely. we take things into our own hands. You know, most of the time, Absolutely. if not all the time, we're going to get it terribly yeah. wrong. So, Absolutely. You know. Stick with God. Do it God's way. Trust God. Mm. That's how things, uh, that's how we walk in the way of blessing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thrive Deeper. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, ask questions, see all our resources and much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. We really appreciate the questions and thoughts about what you're reading as we go through the Bible with Thrive. Until next time, our prayer is that these shows will inspire you to go deeper and thrive. Thank you.